Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. He's back. The clown is back in town. Where's he been? Well, I've been having some health issues. But hey, those are over, man. Uh, yeah, back to being funny, man. Because you know, sometimes health issues—not uh, even the health thing, man. Like the people can bring you down. Just the people you're dealing with, the doctors and the psychologists and the psychiatrists and this one and that one. And just some people are just miserable in life. And sometimes you'd rather be sick than deal with them. And uh, whatever the case, man. Whatever you're doing today, I'm back, man. This is Final Com Podcast. I'm your host, Dennis Worth. Um, episode 141. It is March 20th, 2022. And uh, we're going to be hitting the newer late night circle. We did, you know, earlier in the podcast episodes, we did uh, the late night uh, talk show wars with the David Letterman's and the Jay Leno's and when Carson retired. Well, now we're going to kick up to the modern day late night wars with the uh, you know, Jimmy Kimmel's Jimmy Fallon's and, you know, uh, stuff like that. And, uh, Stephen Colbert's well today, uh, to kick it off, we're going to be discussing Mr. Jimmy Kimmel, which, uh, which is cool about this guy. Cause you know, when I discussed David Letterman, I discussed Jay Leno. I mean, I, I, you know, when I was a kid, I saw them at their peak. Okay. And yeah, I saw them a little bit growing up, but I didn't know where they started. I mean, I wasn't that old that I went back to where they started in comedy where Jimmy Kimmel, here's a guy I watched from his very start when he was a nobody, I got to see his career go to where it is today. You know, step-by-step, I got to watch this guy. So, uh, you know, when, when you don't have to rely on, you know, film or the internet or whatever to, you know, learn someone's backstory up until the point where you've seen them, you know, when you actually seen them live from day one, that's a cool thing to talk about. As always, today's episode is brought to you by G Vegas Buffalo Sauce. And there it is, baby. Some G Vegas Buffalo Sauce, if you're watching the uh, video version right there. huh? You know, ooh, one of these days, I'm going to cook some wings up and I'm going to eat some of these live right here on the podcast just to like, I mean, who knows what I'm going to do there. Well, right now I'm on a diet, so I can't do it right now, but Maybe I can, uh, you know, well, well, yeah, chicken wings ain't that bad, I guess. Little buffalo wings, I mean, why not, right? Go green, have it shipped to your door. G Vegas, buffalo sauce, man. Um, yeah, actually, I watched that on the internet recently. Guys got a show, just the wings get hotter and harder as he asks you a question. And so he's had some big time guests on there. It was a popular show. Good idea by him. But uh, hey, we're, uh, you know, we're, we're exploring the history of comedy here. And that, that's a cool thing by me, too, I think. And thank you guys, you know. For, for, for tuning in, a little clown mafia I got here, but uh, let's see, Mr. Jimmy Kimmel, let's see, man, uh, best known, obviously, Jimmy Kimmel Live, the late night talk show host on ABC, but uh, let's see, um, hosted the primetime Emmys uh, in 2012, 2016, and 2020, and also hosted the Academy Awards in 2017 and 18, so uh, big stuff going on there. Uh, let's see. He was co-host for a while on Comedy Central's The Man Show. I was a huge fan of that show. And, uh, Win Ben Stein's Money, which I remember him. That was where I first, you know, you first got exposed to a mainstream. 
Uh, let's see. He uh, produced the show Crank Yangers. It was another one. I was a big, big fan of that show, which uh, the Jerky Boys came out with making prank phone calls into a mainstream thing. And he followed it up by having puppets actually act out making prank phone calls on air. So uh, that was taken to the next level, I guess. Uh, let's see. Um, he produced the, uh, the sports show at Norm McDonald's. So, I mean, you know, recognizing Norm McDonald's talent and putting them on a sports show was certainly, uh, certainly genius. Uh, the anti, the Andy Mullimax show, which I can't say I've ever seen that. So, uh, there's something he did that I did not know about, but, uh, for the most part of this guy's career, I have seen it. Uh, let's see. Time Magazine named him one of the 100 most influential people on the planet, which means a lot of people listen to this guy, you know. Uh, <clears throat> I was yeah, I, mean, I was recently asked that, what makes a good podcast? And they said, why is Joe Rogan been so successful? And I, you know, I thought about it. I didn't, get a good, I didn't give a good answer at the time, but after thinking about it, I think the answer is Joe could sit down with like a 19-year-old kid and actually relate to him and have an intelligent conversation with him. Or he could sit down with like a 60-year-old man and actually relate to him and have an intelligent conversation with him. I think when you can appeal to every audience out there, that's what makes a good podcast. And hey, everybody likes comedy, so let's hope uh, I'm appealing to you. But um, uh, I don't know if I'm one of the most 100 influential people in, on the internet, but maybe, maybe in the comedy podcast world, I don't know. But hey, I'm proud of the work I'm putting out. Um, let's see, uh, after Conan Robyn's retirement, he is now, uh, the elder statement, the veteran of the, uh, late night, um, host, uh, uh, yeah, I guess he started before Jimmy Fallon and Stephen Colbert. So I guess he's the, uh, which I mean, if you're in that veteran status, it's cool because, you know, uh, Ed Sullivan, you know, he held it for a while. He was a veteran, then, uh, Carson, and then Letterman and Leno and, you know, all these late night icons, you know. Just to, just to be, you know, even put in the same sentence as those great people, you know, great late night talk show hosts or whatever, that, that's just something to be said, I guess. Uh, let's see. He said um, he was inspired by David Letterman's start in radio, okay, where David Letterman turned this, this huge television career, but he actually started in radio, which turned into like a local television gig, which launched into, you know, a comedy in this and, you know that that was the path that he chose to make his way up. Okay. But you know, a lot of great starts starting radio. Uh, let's see. Uh, Kimmel started a UNLV's online radio station, KUNV. Uh, he went to college out in Arizona. He got another college radio KZZP. His first paying gig, which is always cool in comedy. Okay. Because you know, if you, if you can get paid, okay. I remember I did comedy for like a year before I got gas money. And when I got 20 bucks for gas, I was like, you can get gas money to do this. It was the coolest experience to up where, you know, I started doing local shows. I was making a few hundred bucks to where I started booking national acts. Now you're making a thousand bucks and you know, it's good to see. It's good. You know, I always said, if I could ever like have to quit my day job and just do comedy, and not have to have a day job, that'd be the coolest thing in the world. So getting a paid gig to do what you love to do, there's nothing better than that in the world right there. And uh, first paid gig came in Seattle on KZOK, where um, I guess he kind of did a Howard Stern, not like a Howard Stern thing, but I mean, he did his own thing, but he performed stunts on the air. And I guess some of these stunts were pretty crazy. And uh, a lot of the people who were investing in the radio station, you know, his advertisement, they didn't like what he was doing. They lost over $8,000 in revenue because people were pulling out because of his stupid stunts. And the, uh, you know, 
bad publicity that they felt it was it was uh it was giving so they ended up firing him for it because you know hey it don't matter if you're funny and it don't matter you know if the people love you all that matters is is the money and when you're getting paid okay so they gotta make some money to pay in if your advertisers are pulling out well it don't matter how funny you are um uh caught back on though he was hired by wrbo in tampa bay florida where uh did it for a while, moved on to KCMJ, Palm Springs, California, uh, back to Arizona on a major radio station, not college, uh, KRQ, uh, then KROQ in uh, Los Angeles. And uh, while he was in Los Angeles, he met his uh, lifetime uh, friend, Adam Carolla, and uh, they were doing some great stuff on radio. Uh, I guess they, you know, I guess TV was never something he really wanted to do. Uh, he was hired by Fox TV to write some uh, some ads, okay, which uh, then eventually after writing enough good ads, they actually asked him to come on there and start performing the ads that he wrote. And um, he was offered his show many times, and I guess he turned on a lot of opportunities because he just, he didn't like the project. He wasn't interested in it, where... You know, most people are like, I don't care. It's TV. Yeah, give me, give me the project whether I like it or not. I mean, he held out for something he really wanted to do, which is a smart move in life. Because if you put out shitty work just to get paid, you're not going to go far, okay? If you if you hold out and do what you love to do, then that's just going to make you launch into the big time. So, uh, yeah, you're willing to settle. You want to pay the rent. Sometimes you got to settle. You got to do what you got to do. But, you know, if, you, if you're willing to sleep in your car and eat out of a can, the right thing comes along. That's what the... That's the thing legends are made of right there. The people who tuck tail and go home don't make it. The people who stick it out, well, that gets you to legend status. Uh, eventually, he, he did find a thing that uh, interested him. Uh, they offered him uh, the sidekick co-host, uh, Ben Stein, on Win Ben Stein's Money. And uh, that appeared on Comedy Central. So he took that gig. And that's where I remember him first. I remember like a, a young, young teenage Jimmy Kimball just like handing out stuff for Ben Stein on the game show. And it was, uh, it was a good show. Won, won some awards. Uh, uh, that led to uh, a bigger thing on Comedy Central. They recognized him there. I get the co-host with his then friend Adam Carolla of The Man Show, which means, all right, you're doing so good. We'll give you your idea. This was his idea. I'm going to bring in my friend. We're going to do The Man Show. And uh, I love that show. I guess, you know. I guess maybe I'm a male chauvinist or whatever, but it was just, it was funny as hell. Uh, you, most guys could relate to it. Uh, you know, uh, I guess it was kind of like the Al Bundy, you know, from uh, Married with Children, just that kind of, it was that kind of show where a man's a man and this is my house type thing. Um, you know, eventually uh, he had to leave when he did uh, Joe Rogan who's, you know, got the biggest podcast going on now, one of them anyway, and Doug Stanhope is another amazing underground comic uh, who's got a great audience. Uh, they took it over. I think it might have lasted a season, and it just it wasn't the same show where uh, Jimmy and Adam, they were just being themselves, and I thought uh, Joe and Doug, they just had too much scripted stuff that wasn't enough for them just being them, you know. But uh, tough to follow up a great show like that. Uh, let's see. uh that led to, uh, as I said, Prank Yankers, which, uh, you know, uh, man, prank phone calls, they were a big thing when I was young, boy. Everybody's the jerky boys made it into something big, and Prank Yankers made it into something bigger by adding puppets to it. And uh, I know they have an award every year for, like, the newest, best use of puppets. I don't know if they won it or not, but what a, what a brilliant idea to add 
you know, how can we make prank phone calls funny? Let's have puppets actually act out the phone calls. I mean, it was a genius idea. They actually brought it back. I know years later they brought it. It was such a, they had so many good ones on there. I remember uh, Jimmy, he did the voice of Elmer, the old guy. This is Elmer. <laughs> Some prank phone calls as an old guy, but everybody's got their voice. Had on a lot of stars on there. Yeah, just uh, Dave Chappelle, I remember. Uh, Sarah Silverman, just a lot of big names did it. Uh, let's see. That led to the Andy Maletica show again uh, on MTV2. I did not see that, but uh, not a bad place to be. Um, you know, after pretty much, you know, when everything you touch turns to gold, and I mean, the man show was a very popular show. Cranking is a very popular show. Uh, recognize winning awards of Ben Stein, win Ben Stein's money. Eventually, you know, somebody big is going to come calling. ABC saw his talent. They came calling him. They offered him his own late night show on, you know, mainstream, one of the big three stations there, you know, NBC, ABC, CBS, and, uh, yeah, now you could say, you know, Fox is part of that and UPN 38, but I mean, they got the big three. He was on one of them. And uh, 2007, he started the late night talk show, Jimmy Kimmel Live, which uh, ironically was live to begin with. After a while, it wasn't live because I guess some actor went on there and started cursing it out and they couldn't like bleep out his curses quick enough and some got through. So they had to post date it a little bit. Um, Let's see, during the 2004 NBA Finals, uh, he made a joke. It was uh, the Detroit Pistons and the LA Lakers. And he said, uh, well, Detroit, you know, they better not try to win because if they win, they'll burn down the entire city and it's not worth it, which is a funny joke. But I guess Detroit got offended. They decided they weren't going to air a show in the Detroit area. Then word get out and the whole nation, whatever, they wouldn't air a show. And he had to apologize for making an offbeat joke like that, which... Gosh, I hate that when people get that sensitive. It was a joke. It wasn't meant to be taken seriously, you know. Um, let's see. Uh, he, he ends most of his shows with uh, my apologies to Matt Damon. And I guess it's a running joke they have because the one time they had Matt Damon on the show, the show went so long, Matt Damon came out and sat down. And the first thing Jimmy said was, we're out of time. My apologies to Matt Damon, who sat down and never got interviewed, never got to say a freaking word. So as a running joke, every every show we ended off with that. And uh, I guess there were no hard feelings between him and Matt Damon, that show business. But I guess Matt Damon said it was kind of a running joke between him and them. Uh, let's see. Um, during There was, uh, I remember a few years ago, the government shut down for, for a little while and... Uh, during the government shutdown, he had a roundtable discussion, but he had kids on it, and he wanted to get the kids' ideas of, you know, what we could do to get the government to open back up. And I guess uh, one of the kids' ideas was, uh, was um, you know, the economy's bad. That's why the government shut down, and it was the Chinese that did it. Maybe we should kill all the Chinese. And <laughs> Jimmy's just like, oh, okay, there's an idea. What do you make of that? And later on, I guess... Uh, he asked one of the kids, uh, should we let the Chinese live? And uh, I guess, again, everybody got offended by that. Again, it was a joke, but nobody can take a joke nowadays. So he had to apologize for that. And I guess even in the Chinese community, which I don't know if they get Jimmy Fallon. I know over there they don't have Facebook because you can't say whatever you want. It's not a free country. 
uh, I guess there was coming out in China, there was like some heat for him saying that stuff. So, uh, you know, when you're, when you're reaching Chinese audience and pissing them off, I don't know, that's, that's really saying something. Um, let's see, he did a lot of talk shows on the talk show circuit. Uh, uh, Regis and Kelly, the Howard Stern show, the Ellen DeGeneres show, uh, David Letterman. Uh, he appeared on the uh, Hugh Hefner roast and the Pamela Anderson roast, uh, which I think that Hugh Hefner was at uh, the Friars Club who originated the roast and Comedy Central thought it was such a good idea. Hey, we'll steal it. And uh, they started doing roast on uh, Pam Anderson roast and Jimmy was on there too. Uh, let's see. Uh, he appeared on Dancing with the Stars, which I can't say I've ever seen an episode of that, but my mom absolutely loves that show. And I know it is one of the biggest shows on TV. So uh, if you're getting on there, that's quite the accomplishment to your name. Let's see. Uh, 2006, he was uh, named the game show host of Set for Life. Can't say i ever seen it, and I can't say it stuck around, so I don't know how good it went. But I know there are many game shows on. Not like when I was a kid. There was all kinds of game shows. Now there's only a few, but... Uh, if you like, uh, who wants to be a millionaire? That one was huge. It got so huge. They overdid it and burnt it out. But, uh, yeah, I guess the world needs a good new game show. Who knows? Uh, let's see. uh, Jimmy Kimmel and LeBron James hosted the 2007 SP awards together. So that's always cool. when you can get into ESPN and be part of your, uh, you know, your sports heroes. And I'm from Boston, baby. So I'm a big sports guy. I just got done watching the Celtics before this podcast, and they blew out the Denver Nuggets in their own building. So we, we, we get jacked up for our sports here in Boston. Let's see. Uh, he hosted the ABC American Music Awards in 2003, 4, 6, 7, and 8. So uh, a lot of hosting stuff going on for him, uh, making a name for himself in the host world, which is always cool when you get a late-night talk show. Um, he was in several animated films. Here's one I didn't know about him. I didn't know he did a lot of animated work, but I guess he was in, uh, he did some voice work in Garfield, the movie, uh, the cartoon Road Trip, uh, Family Guy, one of the bigger ones, uh, Robot Chickens, which was one of Cartoon Network's, uh, cartoons they had on for a while. Uh, let's see, uh... During the, 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 the Conan, I remember I seen this live and it did crack me up, but uh, during when uh, Conan O'Brien and Jay Leno, they were having the war because Leno was supposed to retire and Conan was going to take over. And then they decided they wanted Leno to stay. Then they didn't. They did. Nobody knew what was going to happen. They called Leno back and then Conan said, you know, I wouldn't have did that if I left. I'd have left gracefully. It turned into, a, it was, you know, the modern day late night war to drum up interest. Who knows what, but uh Jimmy did like a video call and Jay Leno had him on the show and, uh, you know, Jay's nice enough to put him on the tonight show and have him call in. And instead of appreciating it, the guy like Jimmy, you like really tore up, uh, Jay Leno it was funny as heck did like a top 10 list and everyone who was taking a shot at Jay, you know, why he should just give Conan the show and step down. And I guess, uh, he said, uh, Hey, me and Conan have kids and Leno, you only have cars. Why don't you leave us alone? Leave late night alone. Cause I think they were trying to like do the time shift so they could have both Conan and Jay Leno on, but they'd have to shift shift Conan out of the late night. They still call it late night, but shift them out of the time slot. It was in the later and like Conan's like, well, no, it's not the tonight show. If I'm out of the time slot, he wasn't going to do that. So uh, it, it was, yeah, every, every, every time they get a new host, maybe they do it on purpose to drum up interest in who the new host is. Who knows? Uh, 
Let's see. Uh, he hosts uh, the celebrity edition of uh, Who Wants to Be a Millionaire, which uh, Regis Philbin and obviously did the regular show, but I guess nowadays they do a celebrity edition of it every now and then. He gets to be the new host of that. Um, let's see. Then he, he did have some problems. I mean, not everything, like I said, everything I touched, this guy turned to gold. He did have some problems where, but it's a generational change. These millennials who are offended by everything, they don't get our time where we could take a joke and we made fun of it. everything. We knew it was a joke and we didn't care. Uh, let's see. Um, Two thousand and nine. Uh, well, 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 the things that he got offended. Uh, he did. Uh, I guess in some music videos that he took part in, um, they could hear him saying some racial slurs or something, and they really took offense. Oh, Jimmy Kimmel, you know, before he got big, he was saying racial slurs in videos. Which, if you turn on MTV, you know, most of these black rappers they're saying the n-word every other word it's okay if they do it but jimmy kimmel goes and makes a joke about it they know he's a racist he's offended i don't get that uh he did a on the man show and uh he uh i guess he was uh he was making fun of carl malone because carl malone when he first came in the league uh the nba the great utah jazz player he always talked to himself in the third person which it's kind of funny if you hear somebody do that as well. Carl Malone, you know, when Carl Malone shows up to a basketball game, Carl Malone, it's like, you're Carl Malone to say when I show up to a basketball game. But he always called himself Carl Malone, which is funny. So he said he wanted to imitate Carl Malone. Now, Carl Malone's a black man. So he asked the makeup artist, you make me look like Carl Malone. So they painted him up black so he could do the Carl Malone skit. Well, now they're telling him, oh, you're doing black face and that's offensive and you, you're making fun of black people. And his intent was never to make fun of black people. His intent was to look like Carl Malone. But fucking people are losing their fucking minds nowadays with this shit. It's like they're, they're twisting everything around into something that's not to turn it into what they want to be offensive, whether it was meant that way or not. It's a... It's a weird world we're living in, man. I don't know what the future is. I don't know if it's going to destroy comedy or what it's going to do. But, man, we're definitely, we're offended by everything nowadays. I'm going to say we. I guess, I mean, I'm part of the, I guess the middle generation. I'm the older generation. I'm not the younger generation. I'm the middle generation. But, yeah, I'm, I'm getting further and further. Like my father, he couldn't connect to our generation. I'm getting further to connect into the younger people's generation. That's for sure. Um, you know. Uh, he said, you know, his, his intention was not to insult. It was to, uh, you know, it was, you know, to, to imitate, not to insult. So, uh, that's what he did. Let's see. Um, here's a fun fact. No, you probably didn't know about Jimmy Kimmel. 2019, he released a book, the, uh, the serious goose, I guess it was a kid's book where, where, you know, you got a, a long faced goose and part of you know, reading the book and playing with the book, I guess you got to turn the goose's frown into a smile, which good way to teach kids that you know, what to do to turn that frown upside down. So that's always a cool, I thought that was a cool thing about Jimmy that you did not know, but you heard it here on Funny Like Mom podcast. Uh, let's see. He said, uh, David Letterman and Howard Stern were his influences to do what he does. Uh, he influenced them as being different, which yeah, different sales, man. They tell you that in comedy too, you know, don't show up and tell a joke, oh, yeah, I went to the coffee shop. Yeah, it's been done. Come up with something different, man. That's what sells in this business when you can do something nobody's seen before. And they say, what, uh, Elvis changed rock and roll, Pryor changed comedy, and Howard Stern changed radio. So uh, 
than all three of those guys, they were doing something different. That's what it takes, man. You want to change something, you want to be one of the best, you got to do something different. Uh, let's see, his personal life, what, he's married from uh, 88 to 2002. That's a long haul right there to the same woman. After he broke up, he dated uh, Sarah Silverman, the well-known, you know, uh, comedian we have today, and everybody joked around, uh, you know, yeah, she uh, she slept her way to the top, sleeping with Kimmel to make a name for herself in comedy. <laughs> May or may not be true, I don't know. Uh, they dated from 2002 to 2009. But uh, they must have left on good terms because he still had her on Late Night with Kimmel, Sarah Silverman, you know, after they broke up. So they were always good. Uh, then uh, I guess he finally found another love, uh, the co-writer of his show, Jimmy Kimmel Live. Uh, the co-head writer, I guess he married her and they're living together to date. So Jimmy Kimmel, illustrious career, no real big scandals other than a couple things that everybody's offended by nowadays. But uh yeah, late night guy. I mean, he's he's the veteran right now. I remember I can remember when Johnny Carson was the veteran. You know, just to to be be lumped in in the same name with with Carson saying, you know, you're the you're the late night veteran host of a talk show, and uh, that's something else, man. I mean, he may not be getting the big ratings, but he's been doing it the longest. So uh, he's a survivor, I guess. As they all said about Joan Rivers, man. You know, she survived, man. Okay, she had her ups, had her downs. She survived. Same thing with Kimmel and. He's still a young man. Maybe he'll do it for many more years to come. Let's hope he does. This is Final Clown Podcast. We're doing the – go check out. I already did. You know, I did the Lettermans and the Lenos and the Carsons. I already did those podcasts. I did a very good thing, I think, on the late-night comedy wars back then. Now I'm going to be doing the modern-day comedy wars. We started off with uh, Jimmy Kimmel. Next week I'll probably do Jimmy Fallon and follow it up with probably Stephen Colbert. We'll be talking about the modern-day late-night wars. And, uh, hey – War is good for business, as they always say. Keep laughing, folks, because you know makes you makes you makes you happy. You know, if you don't laugh, then you're not happy, right? And learning, you know, not just laughing, you're learning. Okay, learning's a cool thing, man. Because who knew these things about Jimmy Kimmel until you heard him here? I'll keep you informed. Good night. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.